going, Sanzi? Good. This is, uh, the fun continues. Yes. Welcome back to another edition of the Puck Rambles podcast, everyone. Today, I believe we should probably tackle the massive amounts of trades that happened over the past few days, at least since our last podcast was held. Yeah, it's been insane. Let's start with a few nutshells here with Eric Graba going out yeah. to Edmonton from the Sens. Basically traded for not much, a prospect and a fourth rounder. Edmonton is doing their best to solidify their D. Yep, they uh, also signed probably the best UFA out there in Sakara, defenseman. Defenseman, yeah. Uh, yeah, defenseman, defenseman. He's not going to fetch you a ton of points, but he's solid. He can move the puck. He can hop on that power play. And so they got him, they got Griba. You know, this is going to relieve... Justin Schultz, uh, Ferentz is going to go down, you know, a pairing or two where he belongs. Darnell Nurse is going to be there. So things are happening. Yeah, and it's exactly what they needed to do, right? That, yep. that was their last little tidbit now. Yeah. They're, they're trying to solidify their, their goaltending. I'm not sold on Cam Talbot, but they definitely have to do something about their D. That is the one area of concern when it comes to the Edmonton Oilers. I don't see them making the playoffs or anything like that, but at least they have, they're going in the right direction. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, as we already alluded to last uh, podcast, well, not really alluded to, I mean, it's just obvious. They've got a great top six with McDavid there. You know? <laughs> so, I mean, it's, there's, no, there's no speculation or anything like that there. It's it's just a fact. That's what happens when like four sixths of your top six is actually a first round, first overall pick. Yeah, that tends to happen. <laughs> tends to happen. Next up, we should talk about a little bit of a saving face trade that happened with Boston uh, sending out Martin Jones to the Sharks for a first rounder, which showed the value that actually was Martin Jones that people seem to have forgotten, even though he was a backup to the great Jonathan Quick out in L.A. He, um, he, he fetched a nice little little tidbit of, of asset there in a first round 2016 pick for the Boston Bruins yeah and that's sort of interesting because uh well I guess the Rangers you know they got a second a third for Talbot um but yeah for Martin Jones because Talbot did a great job last year too when Lundqvist was out Martin Jones again small sample size but when he's in there he's great he's good really good yeah and that was part of the Lucic trade uh, which sort of kicked off the madness that was the week what a great of the week Boston this Bruins. Uh, but you're right. Yeah, they, they sort of, uh, you know, redeemed themselves, like you said, maybe saving face a little bit. Um, and getting a first-round pick for that is is great. So they get that back. Um, yeah. Yeah, let's it's great. Just hope, uh, let's just hope maybe they actually pick somebody next year. Well, maybe um, they'll be that. a little bit more prepared this time around. <laughs> yeah, instead of three. Oh, we got three chances. Just go out there and just say whatever. Well, uh, first, yeah. Hey, first name that pops in your head. Let's not waste time here. Matthews. Yeah, Matthews. Matthews. Yeah, we call him first. First. Matthews. 
Um, yeah, so so that's good. Yeah, and Martin Jones going for a first when it seemed like earlier in the day, uh, goaltenders were going high, you know, getting high returns like first round picks. And then later in the day, not so much. And then they get a first for Martin Jones. So, uh, yep. Yeah, so good for them. Just had to wait out. The Sharks needed something. They needed someone. Yeah. <laughs> they did away with Anthony Emi. Yep. Who actually signed with Dallas for 4.5 for three years and gives it yeah. a little beast. Yeah, and, let, and not to go on too much of a tangent now, but I think Dallas has one of the highest paid. I think they, they have gold the highest tenants. Yeah, paid. it could be the. It's like not. It's almost 10, I think, isn't it? It's a ridiculous uh, amount of money to insane. be spending on your goaltending. Yeah. yeah. It is. It really is. And especially those two. Um, they're not exactly... Um, well, I think they tried to move you know. Letnin and nothing happened. So they kind of got yeah. stuck there and they had to upgrade or they had at least to have some type of security net behind them. And Niemi Yeah, that's the thing with Niemi. He, he plays, right? He's not um, sure. Not often injured. He'll give you he's some games. Yeah. He'll give you yeah. some games and he'll give you what he gives you, you know? Mm-hmm. 4.5 is a little high for what I would consider a... You know, a run-of-the-mill starter, but he is a starter. Yep. Moving on to some more trades. Let's go with Bieksa moving away from the Vancouver Canucks, the only team he's ever known, the team that identified itself with his face, actually, for so many years, is moving on to the Ducks for a second. Yeah. Bieksa, who's probably playing in a bottom pairing, maybe could play in a second pairing, on a low-level second pairing, but... That's quite the price tag for Kevin Bieksa, I would say. Yeah, uh, with Boschman not there anymore, it'll be interesting to see where where he uh, sort of slides in. Yeah, he's probably taking over Boschman's leadership roles, Boschman's experience, but he does not have Boschman's skill set anymore. No, he doesn't. But he's uh, you know he's got a lot of grit. Um, yes, character, heart, character, art. He's Canadian. Good old you know, Canadian boy. All that stuff. Uh, he's from Grimsby, Ontario. It just sounds kind of <laughs> tough. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see. I mean, it's interesting because uh, earlier in the day or earlier in the week, at least, it was like he's going to uh, San Jose, San Jose, San Jose, San Jose. Didn't work out there. And he just, you know, hitches a ride with another California team, the better California team, uh, at least with regard to San Jose. Um, and... Who knows, man? He might have a really good shot at getting a cup next year. Um, we'll True. see how this team kind of fills out. But it's a good team. But they were a good team last year, and they're bound to be good again this year. Yes. And uh, they were a good team last year, and I'm and I'm sure they're a little uh, angry about what happened this year in the playoffs, and that's probably a good thing, yeah, you know, going forward. They've, they've gained some major experience points this year. Yeah, big or time. Or this last year, yeah. Yeah, and I guess also uh, I was reading that, you know, talking to Kessler helps. You know, I guess he had talked to Kessler and got a little bit of uh, information about Anaheim, and, and then it was a go, so. That's true, right? They're old buddies in Vancouver. Yeah, and now Vancouver again. It's it's funny because, you know, when Tortorella was there, it was just that knee-jerk reaction. They were going the wrong way after losing to Boston. They sort of uh, lost their identity, got away from the skill a little bit. Um, and then they had a pretty good year last year. I think they surprised a lot of people back I think in the playoffs in the West. They had a pretty good year only because they surprised people. They didn't really have a good year, though. Well, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. But, but I mean, they did surprise people. I mean, I, I don't think a lot of people had these guys in the playoffs last year. But now this coming year, uh, with Lack gone, BX is gone, you know, I, like, I don't know. I don't. 
I don't know what that team's doing. Miller's still um, there, so that doesn't really affect yeah. much of Black being gone. But yeah, so we'll see. They just haven't upgraded anything. That's the problem with that team. They no, just they haven't, haven't done anything. They're, I I I don't know what they're doing there. Yeah, they did trade another player though. They did trade Zach Cashin to the uh, Habs for Presty. Sorry, Zach Cashin in a fifth for Presty. Zach Cashin is filled with potential, if not filled with size. Yep, he's a he's a tough dude for sure. He's a younger, cheaper Prust. Questions yeah. a lot about character. Questions about heart. Questions about the will to to be able to do it. But the biggest question of all, when it comes to Cashin, is his high key IQ. What does he do with the puck in a neutral zone, which is very suspect. Yeah, and um, you know, I mean, look, he had 14 goals last year. This year, he didn't play a lot. And then this year he only played 42 games. Uh, he had, but but you know the year before he had 14 goals in 70, 73 games, and last year he had 10 and 42. Um, so you know uh, the the sort of scoring pace is is higher. Uh, shooting percentage was a little higher, but yeah, like you said, he's a lot younger. He's 24. He's cheaper. Same type of game, I guess. You know, like you said, maybe not as as good, but um, but you know, he plays a tougher style, and um, I mean, with Lucic gone, you're thinking that division is is not as tough anymore. But then, uh, you know, uh, you bring in Zach Cassian, and there you go. Now yeah. it's it's not on Boston, now it's on Montreal. So you gotta sort of watch out for this guy because uh, he can get nasty for sure. Uh, one of the best things he ever did, which is horrible, horrible. Uh, but it's such it's just so old school hockey that I love it. it it's kind of heroes, villains type of stuff. Uh, broke Sam Gagne, right? Broke his jaw. <laughs> oh, man. And then remember when he was just he's just chirping him and just just taking the piss out of him, making fun of him on the ice. Uh, hand gestures, you know, chirping well, the whole Sam bit, Gagne the whole bit. <laughs> and it was just, well, what is anyone on the Oilers going to do at that point? Right. Oh, um, oh it was fantastic. So yeah, but still, there's, such there's, a horrible there's thing. Like he actually fell through on on a preseason hit. Yep, and basically smack oh, smack Sam yeah, yeah. face, face with his stick. Yeah. He's definitely a bit of a freight train. We'll see what happens when he's on the Habs. Yeah, he can be a bit reckless, but um, you know that's not always a bad thing, right? I mean, there's a time and a place well, for that. It's exactly and... what the Habs are looking for, right? They're yeah. looking for someone to cause a bit of a disruption within the game you know they're looking for an edge yeah and it's i don't know if, if it's a good thing to be looking for coming from a supposedly a skills team that's actually become more defensive oriented but we'll see what happens I, i'm really looking forward to seeing what this acquisition can bring to the habs mm. uh, being a Habs fan myself but we'll see I, i'm very much on a wait and see mode right now well that, i i think that's a smart play with Everything that's going on, right? I mean, uh, outside of the, the, the sort of home runs uh, that people seem to hit, uh, from time to time, you just got to sort of wait and see how it all plays out. Yeah. The truth is, is Press has been a shell of himself in the past few years. Yeah. He's yeah. been injured so often. He's, he's run down. The way he plays, he plays a big man's game in a middleweight body. It was bound to happen at one point. He's over $2 million on the cap. And he's not going to be producing at a high pace anymore, meaning the type of game that he p does produce. Yeah, yeah. And in some ways, it's a no-lose situation. Get a bit of cap relief, take a chance on what could be a power forward in their future. Yeah. And if it yep. doesn't, well, he's under two. Just throw him down to the fourth line, and he's basically like everybody else on the fourth line.
Yeah, and that's the thing about Pros too. I mean, he, he's such a good dude, right? Like he's such he's a, a good guy. But um, he makes a room. He does. He yeah. makes a room. And off the ice, there's a that's lot there I mean. too. He's just yeah. he's such a good guy. But yeah, like you said, I mean, the production, you know, last few years, you know, five goals, five goals, six goals, four goals. So you know, you're not gonna get a lot uh, out of out of him production wise. But um, but he does bring a lot of other sort of intangibles to the sure. uh, team. Yep. Um, next up, we should talk about Riley Smith. Riley Smith, who was on Boston, um, was supposed to take over for Ginla, was supposed to get those goals in, and he didn't last year. Therefore, he got traded with the contract that is Slavy's contract, which is Savar's contract, to Florida for big man Jimmy Hayes. Yeah, you're going starting to, to see Bruins. this a lot. You saw it last year with Horton uh, trading the bad contract to Toronto. Uh, Philly dumps their contract to Arizona with Pronger and then Savard now to Florida. So I don't know. I mean, this is a huge loophole, which is which I just in a way I sort of love. Like every CBA, every time they fix something, there's just always a loophole that these guys will find, which is fantastic. But at the same time, yeah, in it, that sense, it's great. But yeah, in, but in, I don't know if I'm a huge fan of this, and we'll see what happens. We'll see how long this lasts. But um, well, it's gonna last till next CBA because no one's talking well, about. Well, that's true. Yeah, so we got no about six one. More no years. one's talking about Pronger's been traded. Yeah, uh, Savard's been traded, and, and the teams yeah. that are the teams that are grabbing them are just more than happy to grab them because they're going on their long-term injured reserve. Yeah. And they're reaching the cap floor. Yeah. And what's interesting, too, is with uh, Toronto, Nathan Horton is now the highest paid player in Toronto. Love it because <laughs> let's get into this. Let's get into the meat. Whoa, whoa, whoa. OK, OK, OK. But but just real quick on Riley Smith before we uh, move on. Yeah. Shirelli uh, had a bit of cap trouble last year, had to get Riley Smith, had to get Tory Krug on the cheap, gave him those kind of one year deals. And it was sort of a, a kind of show me deal, and, and then I'll uh, hook you up after. And uh, Krug was was all right. Riley Smith not so much. He was supposed point, to be that 20, 30 goal scorer, right? Well, I think that, that 20, 20, I, I'm not but sure. But I'm, I'm were, in between twenty and thirty. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, about twenty plus would be great. But didn't work out. Now they got a bigger body, Jimmy Hayes. He's a big dude. He's a Boston. Um, and you know Bolesky, and so player. losing Lucic, but they're still getting big. They still got some big boys there. Sure, sure. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Let's let's do it. Let's get into Phil. Phil. Let's thrill. get into Phil. Phil the thrill. Nice. <laughs> Phil was traded to yeah. the Pittsburgh Penguins. Finally, someone between those two centers will now have a right winger to pass to, who will who should put the puck in a net on a consistent basis. Phil Kessel and a 2016 conditional second rounder. And Tyler Biggs and Erickson also were yeah, traded a to spare parts there. Spare yeah, parts, yeah. yeah, we're traded to Pittsburgh for Kapanen, Sammy Kapanen's son. Yeah, Harrington, a 2016 first conditional draft pick. Yeah, and I think he also uh, he's he's a Mark Hunter guy too, right? Didn't he play in London? Yeah, Harrington's basically yeah he's a stay at home defenseman. Yeah, played with play, I think was captain in London. Yeah, he might have been. Yeah, so he was a Mark Hunter guy. He, I mean, whatever. He's a stay-at-home defenseman. He's not a flashy. He's not no. gonna be a big name. He's supposed to be an NHL player, though. Yeah. So uh, you know, I mean, a prospect that should be hitting the NHL. Uh, the jury's out on Kapanen. They're not exactly sure what's going on with him. He seems to have been inconsistent, to say the least. It seems, but he's projected to be a third-line winger. Uh, dude's nineteen. See what happens. See yeah. what happens. Exactly. But whatever. He was drafted high 
with high expectations, and he seems to have this skill set to justify his draft position. So we'll see what happens. Like you say, 2016 first conditional. The condition is, of course, if Pittsburgh does not make the playoffs next year, the 2016 draft pick becomes a 2017 draft pick. If, if Pittsburgh does not make the playoffs in 2016 or 2017, the pick then moves to a second rounder in 2018. Yeah, and, and that's just Pittsburgh, you know, being smart with the scare that they had this year. Uh, almost missing the It was the ridiculous. It, yeah. Oh, I mean, they were right on the edge there. They barely made it. They just didn't Squeaked want to... In. And yeah, so you don't want to, yeah, that's just sort of lottery protected. And yeah. then also another little thing that we should add to this is that the Leafs eat 15% of Kessel's cap for the rest of his contract. Yeah, which is about 1.2 something, right? Which is uh, something, which is something because... If, well, that, that allows it to get done because... Allows it get know, done, as, but as, also... As, as we've already talked about, I think on this podcast before, is like with, with Malkin, Crosby, Latane and flurry and then now you add kessel that's five guys and it's like 53 54 percent of their salary so every you know any sort of penny that they can sort of pinch here is uh is going to help this team also it lowers the risk for pittsburgh because if kessel does not work out just turn around eat up a million yourself and now you get kessel for five well, and, and that's the thing where that, that's a that's a winner right there. Yeah, for sure. And look, I mean, this is a this is a home run for Pittsburgh. Uh, maybe some people in Toronto are not going to be happy with the return, but like you know, what kind of leverage did the Leafs have really? I mean, it's they they've wanted to trade this guy. He was he played his last game uh, last April. That was obvious. There's no use of this guy starting the season on the Leafs and going through another funk where he doesn't score, where you're going to get less. He's not going to come back and light it up and score 40 goals, 50 goals. You know, it's just not going to happen. So, uh, you know. And he didn't need another year with fans that were going to treat him like Simmons did on his goodbye piece. Yeah. And so, you know, I think the Leafs did okay. And, and, you know, they're looking three, four, five years down the line. So we got to wait and see what happens with that. Um, and they got, you know, we didn't mention, but they got Nick Spalling back. Nick Spalling is, you know, he can hockey. Sure. Uh, so, you know, they got a, a, at least a player. Which is what, what the Leafs will need is they're going to need a few guys that can hockey. <laughs> yeah, because I, I have no idea what this team's going to look like. But um, but as far as Pittsburgh goes, yeah, we'll see. And and who knows? I, I don't know. It depends if Dupuis is healthy. If Dupuis healthy, then I don't think Kessel's playing with Sid, which is so funny to me. That all this time, they finally get the right winger, and he's probably going to go to Malkin, you know? So uh, Sid's probably going to have Dupuis, Kunitz, or maybe Hornquist. We'll see what happens. But that power play is going to be phenomenal. And it's the first overtime game in Pittsburgh. I don't care what I am doing. Uh, I'm dropping everything and just watching that. (laughs) Everything. They have two waves of guys that can come in and just. Yeah, that's going to be so much fun. So much fun to watch that. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're so, just yeah. hoping for overtime every time. Yeah, and again, just back to Boston, man. They have, they have now. Yes. Like I mean, we're talking franchise players here: uh, Kessel, Sagan, Hamilton, and it's the same go story. Back a it's bit. just go Thornton. Yeah, and Thornton, and, and all yeah, traded exactly. for. At the end of the day, all traded for nothing. They did get something for Kessel, and they just threw it all away. They had, they had Sagan. And, and Dougie Hamilton, Hamilton on and the it's same gone. team. Yeah, 
and play at the same time. Yeah, and they're so young and they're so good and oh man, I don't know what they're doing. But but anyway, yeah, they just whatever. That's over. Castles in Pittsburgh. It's the culture, right? It's all about the culture. You don't fit the culture, you don't play. Yeah, but something's going on there, right? I mean, it, it, it's now happened four times, right? Different, As you said, yeah, with Thornton, but di- different, different, regimes, different guys so, around there, but different but, regimes, though. Yeah, but, but uh, you the know. Dougie, yeah, different regimes. The Dougie it, Hamilton well, it is, is a for different sure. regime. It, it is. Yeah, I'm not sure Shirelli would have done away with Doug, Dougie Hamilton if he had stayed. Mm. Uh, the say game with the Shirelli regime. Yeah, and 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 to, you know, and, and in all fairness, look like. We don't know what's going on. We don't see a lot of offer sheets, but we don't know what goes on behind closed doors, right? We really don't. We're not on the phone. We're not in those rooms. Uh, someone could very well have, have said, "Look, we're gonna offer sheet this guy." You know, Meaning the word Dougie could, Hamilton. Yeah, the word could have been out there that, like, look, this is gonna happen. Um, so, you know, is it bullying? Is it a threat? Yeah, but it's also just a negotiating tactic when you're trying to, to pluck a great player. Though? Well, because you're essentially saying, look, like, deal with me now or we'll do it the hard way and I'll just offer sheet. Oh, you think, but you so, think you would, you would deal with that team? I just say, okay, screw you. Who's your rival? I'll, I'll send well, it to him. Well, that's what I mean. But we don't know. Like, all of that, you know, I mean, this is obviously, I have no idea. I'm not an insider. But I'm saying it's got to happen, right? You, we if don't, you, if we you don't see to offer sheets. that but, way, I just turn around and screw you. Yeah, probably. Even if it screws me. If you put me... In a corner like that, I'll just, I'll fight my way out no matter what. And you have to think that's what they did. If that's a scenario that did happen. It, yeah. Or, or something like that, you know. So I, like I don't you, know if... If, if that's if, the case, you know what you know what I see. Emmett and Oilers threatening to offer sheet. Well, there you go. Something like that. And Calgary stepping in and saying, hey, Battle of Alberta is back on. I, look, I have no idea. This is this. I could just be completely talking out of my ass as usual, but... You know, I don't know. We don't see a lot of offer sheets, but I, I, I just, I'm wondering. I'm just really maybe spitballing more than anything. I, I really do wonder if, if that goes on a little bit, um, if they get word, Me- meaning, they hear meaning it. that they, they are used, just not to the full extent. No right? Yeah, we're, we're, it, they're, they're thrown out there, you yeah, know, yeah. as a tactic. But maybe, uh, yeah, exactly. So in the, in the end, Pittsburgh wins this trade in landslide. Of course, it, best player wins, right? So we have your. Yep. Guess the best player always wins a trade. Kessel's the best player by far. By yeah. far the best player in that trade. But Leaf fans asked for this. That's what they wanted. They wanted yeah. to they wanted a change. They wanted to change direction. Kessel, there's no point keeping Kessel. No. There's really no point keeping Kessel this year. All he's doing is giving you points. Yeah. That's not what you're looking for. No, I don't think you want anyone to be very good at all. This and if year. He, and if he's not one hundred percent behind the emblem, why keep him? Right. Yeah. Even though he said time and time again that he was behind 100 percent behind an emblem. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I, there's no yeah. point. There's no point it. keeping if he's just going to if he's just going to give you points. If you're trying yeah. to tank, because that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to tank. Yeah. And, you know, we could probably, you know, lay off the fat jokes, too. I mean, the dude's what, two pounds more than Sidney Crosby. His new yeah, teammate I, I heard that. But <laughs> so. the truth is, is that's a different two pounds. It's a different body. I, I get that for sure. So how much does Phil yeah. Kessel weigh right now? Uh, I just saw it the other day. And I, I let me is he like, what is he like, 180? Uh, I think he's more than that. Because so. Sidney's almost two bills. Right, like Sydney's pretty pretty heavy actually. So yeah, okay. Um, so Phil Kessel is six feet two o two. Yeah, two o two. So yeah, Sid. Yeah, I, I figured Sid's like one ninety eight, okay. two hundred. So yeah, yeah. 
so Sid and I are about the same size. I mean, Phil Kessel and I are about the same size. I bet you anything we're a different 202. Yeah, well, the 202 <laughs> is right around his cheeks and chin because I'm just looking at his player profile right now on NHL.com. And so. I bet you from that, I bet you Kessel's 202 is very different than Sidney Crosby's 202. <laughs> oh, what a beauty. That doesn't mean much. The weight doesn't mean much. Yeah. I mean, that comparison, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Yeah, but we'll see. You know, I mean, look, this this guy's uh, 27. He's going to be 28 at the start of the season. He's and in his prime. And he's in his prime, and he's he's going to light the lamp. He's going to pop in a over ton under, of goals. Okay, over under 45. What do you think? Oh, wow. 45 seems, yeah, that's pretty high. I mean, he's... He's he's never hit forty. His highest ever is thirty-seven. Yeah, he's never hit forty. So okay, so over under forty-five. Um, yeah, he hit thirty-seven in, in, last year or two years ago, I should say. Two years ago, yeah. And last year, you know, he had twenty-five, and he he didn't. I don't think he scored like the last. I think he had like one or two goals the last what third of the season. I mean, he was so checked out. Yeah. Uh, minus thirty-four on the year. <laughs> like, and that's why I mean, you have to do it. Just. So what do you think? Over under 45? I'm going to say under. Under 45. Yeah, I don't think he just goes in there and, and does it. But but maybe. Maybe he's totally rejuvenated and does it. How about this? At what point in the goal-scoring prowess of Mr. Kessel do we call this a failure? If he goes... When they lose in the second round of the playoffs. No, because if he failure. scores, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it does. Right? It does. No, no, because if he scores, no, it, it if does. he scores on that game, if he scores three goals that game, that trade is still is still success. That there's something else no, wrong with no, that team. No, the, the the success that Pittsburgh is looking for is to get I, back to the Cup final. Yeah, and yeah, if, that's and, fine. And that's Kessel fine, but... can score 50 goals, and he can sc- he can score two goals a game in the playoffs. If they lose in the second round of the playoffs, it doesn't it make this just trade doesn't bad. matter. It doesn't make the trade bad. Exactly. It's still a winner. That's my it's going to be a winner. The, the only time this trade is not a winner is is probably in in three more years, maybe a little bit more than that. When he just really starts to slow down, because as we, you know, we're sort of playfully, uh, you know, kind of joking around there is that, um, yeah, he's not the greatest uh, conditioned athlete in the NHL, is he? And so we'll see. We'll see how he how that plays into his later, later years. Okay, so my question then, (laughs) let's go back to the question at hand here. No, I'm I'm not answering these. (laughs) For this to be a failure on Pittsburgh's side. How many goals does Kessel have to not score? Okay, uh, yeah, like 20, 20. So if he if he hits twenty, yeah. So anything over twenty would still be okay. They still won that trade. I'd say twenty five and under. See, I think thirty or under. Yeah, yeah. I think if, well, if, he, if he's not hitting minimum 30, 30 goals, yeah, this trade is a complete disaster for Pittsburgh. It is, yeah, because they're they're grabbing that much more weight. Literally and figuratively, (laughs) that much more weight in their lineup, meaning to their cap. Yeah, and if if that's the case, then this trade is a complete bust if he doesn't hit thirty goals. Yeah, and and that yeah, and it goes both ways, I guess. To to you know, like the thing is, is they have to win. But yeah, I mean, look, absolutely, he gets twenty five goals. That's not going to be great. Um, but but it it it's a win regardless because they didn't. You know, otherwise, you know, like like Kapanen, right? The guy's 19. When is this guy going to make an impact on the Pittsburgh Penguins? You know, by the time that Sidney Crosby and Malkin are probably past their prime, you know, or they're well, they're well into their 30s, right? Sure. So, I mean, for them, it's it's very, 
getting rid of who they got rid of, they still kept Pouliot, who I have to admit I haven't seen play, but everyone is just over the moon about this kid. Yeah. Uh, their defensive prospect who's going to come in and, and develop into a, a hell of a defenseman one day. Um, so they didn't really give up a whole lot. Um, Although they did give up a first rounder, and that makes, what is it, three first rounders in a row? Yeah, it does. That they do away it does. with? Yeah. I mean, at one point, that's going to come back and bite you in the butt. It will, yeah, 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 for sure, because that's kind of what they need, right? Like, after they lost Jordan Stahl, they just never really got that back, um, you know. But but maybe they did with Pouliot, right? Yeah. Um, so, you know, we'll see. But anyway, this is a win. This is a win for Pittsburgh all the way. Yeah, yeah. it's just, it's not a win if one of the goals Phil Kessel scores is on his own net in overtime and they lose a playoff series, you know. Uh, oh, that would suck so bad. <laughs> you know. Otherwise, yeah, oh, you got to figure this guy's getting at least 30 goals. Uh, you got to set yeah. the over under probably at about 35. Um, yeah. I think that's the expectation. So we'll see if he can live up to that. Uh, I think he could. For a oh, definitely. Years. Definitely. Yeah. He, sh- he yeah. should. He should. He should. He should. He should hit the highest his highest goal scoring total in his career. Next he year. should. Yeah. As you said, 37 in 2011-12. He had 36 with the Bruins. Um, yeah, he's yeah. got to get up there. Next up, pretty boy TJ Oshie leaves the St. Louis Blues, um, breaking so many hearts along the way, moving to Washington for the behemoth of Troy Brower. Interesting trade. Everyone's calling TJ Oshie the best player in a trade, although Troy Brower is not exactly a stiff. No. He's, had, he's a consistent 20-goal scorer. He's 6 feet 3 and 213 pounds. The Blues now are even more of a a juggernaut physical team than they were. Do you think this is a, and I just thought of it just now, is this a reaction to Lucic in LA? Oh, I didn't think about that. Do you think it could be? Could be, huh? I think this could be one of those things. Because look, Oshie's a great... But they were great... big enough already, though. Yeah, but... But do you think it's an arms race? Like LA just went... I, I'm just, I'm just you throwing Lucic. it out there. I have no I'll idea. give you a Brower. No idea. I really don't know. I'm just, as I said, I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah, I just, it could be. It, it I just be. sort of thought about it, um, because yeah, I mean, Oshi is not a big dude. He's no, he's five eleven. He's one ninety, and yeah. you know, look like he's he's sort of a household name because of the Olympics and all that, the shootout. Uh, he you looks know, like T- a guy from the yeah, boy bands too. T J Soshi, you know. Yeah. We got that, but you know, I mean, he's he hit twenty one goals in 2013-14. Last year he had nineteen. You know, his highest point total is uh, 60. He, he's not exactly, like, lighting it up. No. He, um, he's a consistent assist getter. That's what he is. He is. He's a good second liner, for sure. I don't know if he's a true first-line player. Uh, Troy Brower, on the other hand, has hit 20 goal mark multiple times. Obviously, he's played a lot longer. Yeah. Um, you know, he's got a cup with the Hawks. Um, he was part of that sort of uh, brower lad. Buffalo and all those cup, guys. Right? That the first time they had to shed salary and get rid of all those guys, um, and yeah, he's six three two thirteen. So, and he's only twenty nine, and he's gonna be ready to play. LA sure, for sure, yeah, sure. Well, he's twenty nine. He'll be thirty in August. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I I don't know why people are calling this a one hundred percent TJ Oshie win. I think maybe because if if you combine that with Williams. You know, okay. Justin Williams from L.A., then it's yeah. kind of like, okay, then, yes, you know. Yes, then I agree. Yeah, yeah. That's, you know, we don't need Ward, and it sort of softens the blow, losing Brower. 
um, as well. So maybe it all kind of balances out that way. Don't need to be so big either. Right? Yeah. They lose, they lose yeah. two big boys in Brower and Ward. Yeah. 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 Ward's a beast too. He's a good yeah. dude. Yeah. And instead they get some skill with Oshi and Williams, Mr. Game 7. Yeah, so, and, and again, I think with Williams, they're not looking for, you know, 30 goals. He's not going to score 30 no, goals. No. If they could get around 20, great. What they're looking for is, okay, playoff start, <laughs> They're boom. looking Your for him to show starts. up in Game 7 because they keep losing Game 7s. Exactly. Yeah, they're the team that can't win a Game 7. He's the guy that wins them all. So, <laughs> you know, he, he's got all the Game 7s. At least all the games got winning goals. Yeah. Who do you think won that trade for you? Yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah, uh, I'll, I, I'll agree with that. That pause, I was like, is he off? Yeah, no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I, I think, yeah, I, I think the way the Blues play and the way that they want to play, I, I'm sort of leaning towards the Blues, um, because maybe they feel that that's just a player that they need. And and Brown was a pretty fast dude. Uh, like he's a pretty good skater as well. Um, so maybe they're thinking this is what they need to to hang with. Um, you know, with LA and with Anaheim. Uh, so I, I don't know. As you said, I mean, you just got to wait. You, you got to play at least half the season and kind of see. Uh, this yeah. one's a bit more of a wash. I don't think that it's that lopsided as people are, more, are saying it is. No, no. And, and look, TJ Oshie, is, he's not like a 21 year old kid. You know, the dude's 28. Um, but he's got God, those I'm, rosy I'm cheeks like, like Jeff Skinner. Yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah, without the concussions. So without that's the concussions. Yeah. Uh, we didn't get into the uh, saw, did we? Or did we do that last week? No. And the last trade I would like to talk about to that is Brandon Saad going ah. to Columbus. A bit of a surprise. And this is where your thoughts about maybe offer sheets being thrown out there might have had an impact. Because Brandon Saad went to Columbus for Dano and Anisimov. Going back to the Hawks. Yeah. There are but components but, to that trade, but yeah. that's basically what happened. Yeah, but I mean, don't you think, I mean, is there any possible, like, way that you can do that respectfully? I mean, you know you know what I mean? Like, is there any possible way that a GM can say, call another GM and say, listen, buddy, we really want this guy, and I think we're going to offer sheet him, but... I've got a hell of a deal well, for I guess you right it depends now on to get some players. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. So, that, so that's why I'm saying, like, I don't know if it's a complete, you know, bully kind of threat, you know. And and so I wonder if 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 that happens. But anyway, who knows? Back to this. Yeah, obviously, the, the Jackets, man, like, they're looking pretty good. If they can just stay healthy, oh, uh, man, that's going to be. They were looking good last year. Yeah, and they play a real like fast, hard game. Uh, they are not an easy out at all. No. Um, and with Brandon Saad, like he just totally and completely fits that mold, you know, um, with like Jenner and, and Felino and uh, Dubinsky one. and all those other guys there. Um, Johansson, man. Yeah, well, he's skill, right? I mean, all those other guys are they've got skill, obviously, but they're they're heavy players too. But Brandon Saad playing with him, they got themselves a yeah. combo there. They got yeah. themselves a really good combo there. Yeah, the dude's got, he's already got two cups as well. Like, he knows what it takes. He's been playing with Taves. Rings in the room, buddy. Rings yeah, he's been room. playing with Hosa. Like, you know, I, again, I don't know about the whole rings in the room thing, but just <laughs> experience. Like, he has experience. He's played a lot. He's played, think of Brandon Saw. Like, how old is he? He's 22? He's 22, right? 22, 23? Yeah. And he's, he's played so much hockey. He's the played last so few much years. playoff hockey. That's yeah. the most important thing. 
Yeah, I'm going to look this up real quick. He's already played 67 playoff games, and he's 22. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so he played 23 when they won in uh, their cup in uh, 2013. Not, you know, was sort of not a huge contributor. He only had a goal, six points. Uh, this year, you know, eight goals. He played 23 games. Last year, he played 19 games. So that's all this guy knows. All he knows is playoff hockey. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. Yeah. I, don't know, I think he would he would have been a wanted asset out of 29 other teams. So the, yeah. the, uh, the players they got back, not the best. Although Dano is an exciting player. Anisimov is a very exciting player, although he never puts up the points that you think he should. Doesn't put up the points, but he's a pretty decent two-way player. Yeah. Uh, and Dano, you know, he's a smaller guy, uh, but you know he's a center. Anisimov can play center as well. I think he does play center. Um, you know, he's a guy that's hit twenty goals, eighteen, sixteen, twenty-two goals before. So he's he's going to be a good, you know, second, third line player for them. And Dano, there's a lot of potential there. Uh, you know, the guy is how old is he? Twenty. I think he's a young guy, 20 years old. Uh, he can slide in and be a good center for them, too, in the future. So, um, Well, they're, they're going to be looking for a third-line centerman, right? Yeah, which could be Anisimov. It could be Dano as well. Um, you know, again, 5'11", 183. He's more of that kind of Teravinen size, but really skilled guy. And, you know, you look around Twitter and you're kind of reading things uh, coming out of Columbus. They were sort of bummed out that they lost this guy. Uh, oh, sure. as, as excited as they were for for getting sawed, you know, you know this is he's just got so much potential. He's twenty. But they're so much fun to watch those two, right? Yeah, and and you know the thing is, he's twenty. He he didn't play a full season last year. He played thirty five games, but he had twenty one points. You know, in thirty five games, which is pretty good yeah. uh, for for a kid. So um, yeah, they're bummed out about losing this guy. Chicago should be pretty excited. Although you know, look, it hurts. You lost sawed. Uh, also but they gained Terry Yeah, you know what I mean, they gain. They, they're a they, team that's yeah. on the ball. They're a yeah. team that is cycling these prospects in. Yeah, and they can afford to lose Saad. It's not that big of a deal, even though it does hurt. Because man, he is great. Yeah, and and as you said, they're on the ball. The management there is just they've you know they've turned this into like a well-oiled machine. I mean, they've they've done this twice now. We we, we just said earlier tonight. Uh, losing Brower, Ladd, uh, Bufflin, all the, you know, all those guys they lost, and then it took them a couple years to get right back to another cup. And and this uh, trade is basically a chess move. It's basically three or four moves down the line in terms of the cast space, right? That's what yeah, they're doing. Yeah, exactly. And we'll see. I mean, we'll see what happens because they're not done, right? Uh, we'll see what happens with Sharp, and we'll see how this season plays out for them. But they're still such a great team, and you know. They'll be fine. Sure. <laughs> They'll be fine. Next up, we should talk about the UFA signings. This, this was the UFA frenzy. I'll start with a few D-men. Beauchemin, McQuaid, Sakara. We've talked about Sakara going to Edmonton. Very nice pickup. And yeah, he, that was good for them. Yeah, big... Beauchemin is going to the Avs from the Anaheim Ducks. McQuaid is re-signing with the Bruins at four years, 2.75. Yeah, four years was a bit long. Uh, Beauchemin, the three years... It's maybe a little bit long for him too, but the Sakara signing is probably that's a really good signing for them. Uh, that's right. Again, he's not going to give you a ton of points, but he's just a Steady. really, really good defenseman. He can hop in on that top pair. They finally have someone that can do that, 
And uh, yeah, they're putting together a pretty good team. Another defenseman that signed was Paul Martin, leaving Pittsburgh for four years, four point eight five going to San Jose. Yeah, nineteen over nineteen million for those four years. That's uh, that. That's I'm not a little sure bit of a reach. That. I think I'm they're really reaching not there. sure about this pickup from yeah. for San Jose. San Jose is not making really great moves. No, they're not, and it's 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 I. You heard this last year, even the year before, uh, when they lost to L.A. It was sort of like no knee-jerk reactions, but it was sort of like, no, if there's a time to do it, it's yeah. now. Yeah. And uh, Wilson, exactly. their GM, Doug Wilson, is just not... Willing to pull I, the trigger I, on Yeah, anything. I don't know what he's doing. Yeah, it's it's not working he's out. He's running around in yeah. circles right now. He's yeah. basically running around in circles. Yeah, and look, his hands are kind of tied because you I know? think he would love to trade Thornton or Marlowe. Those guys don't want to go at all, so they're not making it easy on him. Sure. But um, yeah, it, it just it doesn't look good. The perception there is it, it doesn't look good. Well, look what he's done. Niemi's gone. Jones comes in. Yeah. Right. Uh, a few D's go, and now you have Martin come in. Yeah. There's not much going on there. Yeah. 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 I think he's doing ways can, but you got you got to get results, and they're just not happening. They're just not there in San Jose anymore. Um, seems like the window on this team is just kind of done. Yeah, but it's it's still open. Well, yeah, I mean they got you know the pieces I mean? to do it. Yeah, yeah, it's still the crack is still there. You can still see light, and I think that's what they see. And they're just they they see way more than actually is there. Yeah. They need to blow stuff up. And well, I think to- what they wanted to do is they they wanted to turn things over to the young guys, and that's just not possible. And uh, if they're able to do that, then they're getting some draft picks. They're they're able to sort of. Uh, build a bit more of a team around those guys. But with Thornton Marlowe not wanting to go, they want to stay there forever. It's San Jose. It's sunny. You know, they're wearing Beautiful. flip-flops to the rink every flip-flops day. Flip-flops to the rink. Uh, so, you know, that's their right. You know, they had great sure, careers sure. and they earned that. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, next up, Dubnik, Ramo, Niemi. Three goalies. Dubnik resigning, Ramo resigning, and Niemi moving to Dallas. We've talked about Niemi. No surprise with Ramo resigning in Calgary. What did you think of Dubnyk's contract? 4.33 for six years in Minnesota. I think the money is kind of spot on. Uh, but six years, man, is... Uh, that's, that is tying yourself that's a huge, up that's a huge to this gamble. goalie. Yeah, that's a huge gamble, I think. Hopefully it works out for him. It's a great story. Uh, again, that's something we talked it's about on this podcast months size. ago. Where this dude is is in the AHL, he thinks his career is over, and to come back and to do what he did was was such a great story, good for him. But it's a huge gamble. It's a, as you said, it's a small sample size. Yeah, uh, Frolik going to Calgary, five years, four point three. Yeah, I mean that's just what it costs yeah, for that kind of player, and and um same thing I, with vermet at two years at 3.75 going to arizona yeah back to arizona yeah. yeah um and calgary you know they they did really well they did well uh oh, they didn't do well you they know did, they did I mean, superb yeah just yeah i mean really phenomenal actually yeah with with What's hamilton there they've got such a great uh you know top four defensemen are fantastic getting for leak that's going to help them tighten up you know their play because last year let's face it they were you know you look at the uh you know advanced stats not great that could catch up to them like a colorado but getting for leak will hopefully uh 
Uh, and Hamilton, hopefully, is going to help kind of remedy that and help this team get better as they move forward. It's interesting because they're the exact replica of the Carolina Avalanche from two years ago. And it seems like they've learned something from those mistakes. They're actually re-upping certain players that did well, but they're actually solidifying their weak points, which was yeah. their D. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's you know, I, I love to see that. It's active management. Well done. Yeah. And, you know, look, the Battle of Alberta is always on. But Oh, it's coming but back. It's on now. It's like, coming it is on. back. Love uh, it. Yeah. So that's going to be fun. Like, it's, it's a great rivalry. Be, it's entertaining now. Uh, it Thank will mean God something to people outside of Alberta. You know, it always means something to them, uh, which uh, is great. It's a great thing to have. But though. yeah, when there's not a whole lot there, it's not a whole lot of fun. Yeah. It's fun now. It yes. will be, I will be tuning into those games oh, all sure. the time. Next up, let's talk about your Detroit Red Wings, who signed two free agents, a centerman named Brad Richards for one year, $3 million, and a defenseman who some would say is the defenseman to get some would say the second best defenseman behind Sakara. yeah uh, with green at three years six million a year yeah uh happy? yeah the, the money well you know i i think happy and then just sort of cautiously optimistic you know i think the brad richards thing basically what they did is they bought out stephen weiss they just flipped stephen weiss for brad richards upgrade uh which is an upgrade yeah uh datsuk has an ankle injury he's also 36 years old he's not going to be ready probably until november the kids like shahan and larkin and athanasiu they're not there this is sort of the perfect bridge and then um you know, also, this is a way to get Datsuk and Zetterberg to play together. Um, so Zetterberg doesn't have to play center. He can play a wing. I mean, these, you know, these guys can still put up points and, and they can still produce, but they're beat up. They're old. Yeah. Um, and so you need to start pushing them off to the wing. Um, so, yeah, $3 million with the $1 million bonus. It's oh, that's, maybe, that's maybe a bit of a overpayment, but it's a year. But it's a year, and, exactly. Um, and, you know, if he could put up like 45 plus points, that's fine. You know, that's more than Weiss ever did. And, well, Weiss, you know. What did Weiss do at all? He did nothing. Did he, was he even on the team? Yeah. Did yeah, he play barely. any games? Yeah. And, and you know, the thing about Richards, too, is that he um he's played a lot, you know, the past few seasons. Um, sure. He's played a lot of playoff hockey. And he's. And he looked good last, last year. He looked playoffs. good last year. He looked really good. Not so great. Uh, when New York went to the cup final, but he was good last oh, year. Oh, last year. Yeah. But, you know, he's played, you know, since 2009 and 10, he's played 80 games, 72, 82, 46. But again, that was the shortened season with only 48 games. He played 82 and 76 last year. So, so of consistent. course, I'm saying this, and he's going to break his leg the first week of camp. No, he's been consistent. But, um, but he's been pretty good. Yeah, as that, far that, as that's a no loss. The big one is Green at three years. For yes, 6 as million. far as Green, the six million he's going to get paid. He'll, he, but the term is perfection with three years because that guy could have very easily gotten a five six year deal somewhere else. You know, five for five, something like that. He he probably could have got like a Sakara contract somewhere. Maybe not six years, but five years. So for me, it's perfect. I mean, look, Detroit. Nicholas Cromwell, Cromwell, God bless this guy. He, he's not a number one defenseman, and he's been asked to be one. He's got no help. He has a very weak partner in Erickson, who I hope they get away from him. He's expected to 
face top line competition every night, be the quarterback on the power play, penalty kill, score, do everything. And it's just too much. He's just not that guy. He's a support guy. And uh, he had 44 points last year, which isn't too bad given his age and, and given what he's asked to do. But with Green, they finally get what they haven't had since 2011 when Brian Murfalski played his last game. It's a guy that can skate, they can move the puck, they could score points, and that's exactly what they need. They don't score a lot of points on that back end. Uh, you know, so Green would automatically be their top-scoring defenseman with 45 points. He is uh, points per 60. I think he's like 0.62 points per 60 minutes played, which is good for 14th in the NHL. Cronwall is 27th in the NHL. The next closest player is DeKaiser at 63. So they need help. This gives them help. Uh, and he's not a third-pairing defenseman, you know. Uh, so I think people need to get that out of their head, you know, the $6 million for a third-pairing guy. He was buried in the third pair in Washington because they could do that. You know, they got Niskanen, Orpik, Alsner, uh, Carlson. In Detroit, he'll be in the top four. I mean, even looking at the Habs, would, would you put him on the third pairing with Gilbert or would you put him next to Petrie? The you Habs? Know? Well, no, because the Habs have Bullier there too. Yeah. So, so you know. he, w- he wouldn't fit in the, top, in the top two pairings in the Habs. Yeah. So, well, well, maybe I'm wrong then. But anyway, it's all about what a team needs and where guys fit. This league is riddled with guys playing too high, too low. Anyway, we'll see. Last but not least, we should say something about Martin Sylvie. Curtains yeah. for him. He is done. He is, I believe, he was from the 93 draft class, and that makes him the last, the last player to retire from that draft class. Closely ahead or closely behind Timonen, who retired just a few weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm just thinking, and meanwhile, Yager is still going. Yeah, you're still going. Different uh, draft class. Yeah, St. Louis, undrafted, small guy, all heart, won the heart. Uh, won the heart. Back in the day with Tampa Bay. Um, so much fun to watch. Had such a great year last year with New York. Such a great playoff run. Heart and soul of that team during their playoff run. Still scored but, 20 goals last year. Right? Yeah, and, and this year it just sort of, was okay during the regular was, season, but during yeah. the playoffs, you could just, he just, this, this, the legs were gone, you know, and that's a lot. In the playoffs, uh, the legs were gone, his, yeah. Yeah, given his legs, which are massive, <laughs> I mean, uh, but yeah, that's, they're just not there anymore, and that's, you know, that's his game, and I, I sort of, you know, a little sad for the guy, but at the same time, that's a total class act, just saying, you know what? I'm not going to be able to play at the level I want to play, and that's going to do it for me. Yeah. 